You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Hello and welcome. Today is May the 4th. Travi, may the 4th be with you, brother. Mm, a good podcast we will have. This is episode number two of the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Game Time Hicks, and on the other side of the mic, we have my partner, Big Travi. How's it going, brother? It's going well, my man. Ready to do this episode with you. Nice. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I'm so pumped to get this episode underway. I just have one question for you. With the, you know, we're we're going over the fantasy quarterbacks, uh, you know, rookies that were drafted. And I have a question, dude. Do you are you one of the guys who likes to, you know, make a big party out of the NFL draft? Are you just one of those that like, uh, it's no big deal. Uh, I'll just look up later who we draft. No, I mean, in the recent years, just as my love has grown with the NFL, um, we've done some things, you know, cook up some wings, get some of the guys over, dissect um, the first couple um, big picks, you know, for that, at least now because they split it up. You got that first day and it's round one and and that's where all the excitement has really been. Yeah, dude, I'm the same way. I love the NFL draft. I'm a huge, huge believer in it. And I just I really feel like it kicks off the season you know, so it gets gets the juices flowing. Today is uh, our our second episode, and we're going to be talking about rookie fantasy quarterbacks and what fantasy impact they might have. Uh, if you're if this is your first time listening, then thank you so much for tuning in. If you want more fantasy football content, visit our website at www.thefantasywhispers.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or iTunes. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at, at TF Whisperers. So uh, without further ado, let's jump on in here, Travis. Let's do it. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. All right, Johnny, I want to paint a little picture for you. The person, a main star in this story, is Baker Reagan Mayfield. This guy walks on twice at Oklahoma and then turns that into phenomenal production. Then he becomes the number one selected overall pick and the first ever walk-on to do so. This guy's passion was through the roof. He had incredible moxie. And this alone, just the passion and the moxie, in my opinion, is going to help him tremendously, especially in Cleveland, where he's got nothing but trouble ahead of him because they are digging out of a hole they've been in for years. Johnny? What's the major knock on Baker Mayfield? Uh, I'm going to say his attitude. Attitude for sure. What's the second biggest knock? I mean, a lot of people want to compare him to Drew Brees, and Drew Brees is short. So I'm going to go with the answer is Drew Brees and the height. (laughs) It is the height. But what, like Drew Brees, set him apart is his ability to excel in other areas. So think Drew Brees, think Russell Wilson, and think about how they excelled in all the other areas. Hand size, determination, accuracy. I mean, Baker, when you really crunch the numbers, Johnny, Baker kills it in every other category but height. So if you're going to tell me just because he's not tall enough, I'm going to call BS all day. Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of Baker Mayfield, and to see him go to Cleveland Browns made it really exciting uh, for this team, I think, is going to have a bright future. Uh, I already had 
picked the Browns, actually, believe it or not, uh, as this year's dark horse team to come out of nowhere. You know, kind of like the L.A. Rams did last year and the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, did a few years ago. And this was even before they drafted Baker. Super confident in uh, in this pick right now because they, they won't have to change the offense between Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, and Baker Mayfield. Uh, I believe that Baker will start week one. I think it's going to go through this summer going back and forth, and eventually he's going to win that job outright. Uh, his running ability will allow him to have those monster games. Baker is amongst the best in downfield targets. So Josh Gordon definitely gets a bump here for me, as well as Landry, if Baker is starting. Uh, the backfield, all those you know fantasy running backs, I just feel like it's a giant cluster. So unless something comes out of that, I, I you know I don't I don't see myself owning any stock in the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I would agree with you um, that I think Josh Gordon and Landry get a bust. For me personally, I I like Baker Mayfield as an exciting QB too, some of your backup guy, and then he's got top ten upside in fantasy football. Oh yeah, if, for if sure. He's the guy in Cleveland. Oh, for sure. With the third pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Sam Darnold, yep. quarterback, USC. All right, so I'm not the biggest Sam Darnold fan, but I'm not going to say he's terrible. But I don't think he will be able to be drafted or draftable in this upcoming fantasy season. Or even as a high upside stash, I just don't see it. I do, however, think that he will be, it won't be more than five games before he starts for the Jets. Uh, I'm not going to say he won't be good, but I think he'll be a fine quarterback. I think, you know, if you think along the lines of like an Alex Smith, somewhere along those, you know, he's not really great at anything, but he's not terrible at anything. I do see him being a consistent enough quarterback this year to waste, you know, to, to waste a draft pick. I wouldn't do that. Um, but in three to four years, he can be a good solid quarterback if he speeds up his throwing motion and cuts down on those turnovers, which are caused by you know his throwing motion. Uh, if he does start, it's an upgrade to Isaiah Crowell. I think they run the ball a little bit more, and I think he could be borderline running back two slash wide uh, running back three territory. Yeah, I mean, similar to the team that drafted him, Darnold is a little Jekyll and Hyde-ish. One hand, he produced exceptionally with the throws in the middle of the field in tight windows and in spectacular fashion. He was highly proficient and in most cases excelled with all the routes on the route tree as far as getting it to the receiver in those very tight windows on the numbers. But here's my concern, Johnny. When he was good, he was among the best in the nation. But when he was bad, he was terrible. I mean, weeks four through seven saw him as the worst QB in the nation. And we're talking about a guy that everybody was questioning, could he be a number one pick? So in my opinion, I'm kind of with you. It's going to take a year or two. I'm on the shorter end because I kind of believe in Darnold. But I think that if he gets the right coach, he can clean up his turnover tendencies and he could learn to win that starting role. He's got top tier accuracy and he creates big plays because he can get outside the pocket and throw on the run. Um, Darnold will be an interesting QB two stash with top 15 upside, but he would have to be the week one starter in that case. And I, I just don't, I don't even see that. Like, even if he is the week one starter, you're telling me there are you, there aren't 15 other quarterbacks that you would rather have on your bench or starting than him. I just don't see it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even waste a pick on it. No, I mean, at, at QB2, Johnny, I'm saying like there's 24 guys. He's in the 24 guys for oh, me okay. if he's the starter. His 
side is in the top 15 for me. Okay, I do, that's where I disagree, I guess. But we'll go ahead and move on. With the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. Similar to your all-time favorite quarterback, Johnny, Uncle Rico, Josh Allen could throw this football right over those mountains over there. <laughs> an absolute <laughs> cannon for an arm and number one in arm strength in the entire draft class. He's big, tall, strong, but extremely raw. And when they tell me oh, he's got a huge arm, I'm left saying, okay, and what? I mean, he was extremely successful when he could just chuck it wherever he wanted, but you and I know that he was not very accurate and his completion percentage was down. I'm not convinced that Buffalo and Sean McDermott and Brian Dabble are the best fit for this guy. And especially not for an immediate impact this year. He had, he needs a lot of work on progressions and footwork and pocket presence. Um, and even if he was named the starter for me, Johnny, I honestly can't think that I would draft him. And I think it would be a detriment to his evolution if they named him the starter. This yeah, year. when I first heard about Josh Allen and the crazy potential that he had coming out of college, you know, he could throw the ball 80 yards in the air. I instantly thought big Ben Roethlisberger. They posted very similar combine results, you know, small college guys, hand the hand size, the weight, the speed and the big arm. Uh, however, the difference is that Josh Allen needs a lot of work, and I don't think that he'll get that going to Buffalo. Just like you touched on and the uh, with the coordinators, he has a terrible short pass game. Two of his top three pass catchers are thrown in that short range, and LaShawn McCoy and Charles Clay. So both of those guys get a downgrade for me um, as far as because LaShawn McCoy scored a lot of fantasy points last year receiving the ball he's not very good accuracy below nine yards he's definitely got to make that up uh but i do actually think that calvin ben uh calvin benjamin would get a, a huge upgrade if josh allen were to start because think about it he's a rookie quarterback he's gonna lock on to his best target calvin johnson or calvin benjamin is a, is a big target and he doesn't care if he's open or not he's gonna throw it to him and if you look at the average depth of target for Calvin Benjamin last year, it was 11 yards. Perfect for Josh Allen in that in that area. So definitely gives a big bump for me for Josh Allen. If he were to start, I'm going, I'm going to, I like Calvin Benjamin as a sneaky snark. With the 10th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Josh Rosen, quarterback, UCLA. Oh my gosh, I got to just jump in here, dude. I am so excited for the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> pick, okay? The Red Sea has Rosen, okay? I you know, I'm not just saying this cuz I'm a Cardinals fan. Um I am super excited about actually trading up for once and grabbing the guy. You know, they there was rumors that they were going to do this the past few years and they never pulled the trigger on it. When you look at what they gave up, they gave up a third and a fifth round in order to trade up five spots to get that quarterback. I heard rumors that the police were actually called to the Glendale Stadium because there was a report of a robbery that took place in Arizona. I, I am just, you know, I'm not even joking about that. This kid is really accurate. He's good <laughs> under pressure. He will be another guy that would be a solid spot starter this year, giving you some QB1 games. Honestly, I think this raises the confidence I have of dra drafting guys like Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson because 
I know that what's behind Sam Bradford, he's super accurate. And if Sam Bradford, not if, when Sam Bradford goes down, you know Rosen's coming in and you're not going to get a slip of production in my eyes. He's just as accurate as uh, Sam Bradford. So I'm not worried about that in the slightest. Christian Kirk does become an interesting uh, you know, dynasty play or, you know, deep rounds in redraft leagues as a flyer to me. I think he has the upside to be a wide receiver too, uh, but he's probably going to be more of a wide receiver three, but he will have those weeks where he goes off and he, he'll give you wide receiver two numbers. Josh Rosen was heated at that draft. This guy was hotter than a Phoenix summer, man. <laughs> uh, I love this guy's swagger and intensity. But it's time for him to walk the walk. I mean, you touched on it a little bit. The intermediate throwing, the back shoulder throws, his ability to work through his progressions, they're all top tier within his draft class. I mean, second to maybe only Baker Mayfield in a lot of categories. Unfortunately, he can be turnover prone, though, due to his tendency to love the middle of the field too much. But you're looking at a guy that can experience ebbs and flows, similar to Eli Manning, Jay Cutler, but in the same breath was also top 10 in the nation in all these big-time throws. This year, the cards are going to have Fitz back from looming retirement, DJ back from injury, and pass-heavy play caller Mike McCoy. Yeah, so I love this. this presents a very enticing landing spot, in my opinion, for Rosen. You kind of uh, agree here. Yeah. However, the Cardinals did the Cardinals did sign Sam Bradford, and unless he gets hurt, <coughs> Rosen could not see the field in his rookie year. I but I like Rosen once again as one of these QB stash guys. Your second Q quarterback you're drafting, and then depending on Bradford's health, which I think we both agree he is not going to finish the year as the starter, he could. You know, you could see Rosen jumping into the top 15 for fantasy quarterbacks this year. We're the 32nd pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. Johnny, what's my favorite Rick James song? Um, I have no idea. Super Freak. That's right. Jackson is a super freak athletically. Oh my gosh. What a what a throwback, dude. I haven't heard that song in forever. He is a freak athlete and he can make big time NFL throws. But one concern for me, however, is the running in college was mostly out of designed runs and not scrambles. That's fine when you're okay and and, and evading everybody. But this is the NFL, and defensive linemen are huge. Will his accuracy also be cleaned up at the next level? I love the Baltimore Ravens landing spot because the guy ahead of him, and you know, you can make the case for RG3 maybe being ahead of him too, but the guy ahead of him in Joe Flacco appears to be on the decline. He's got those back issues, and those back injuries, as we saw with Tony yeah, Romo, very, they tend to dude, linger. Those are the worst. The rate. Yeah, you don't want to mess around with that at all. So the Ravens have added a few pieces, and guys like Kenneth Dixon and Brashard Perryman haven't really had their full opportunity to shine. So Lamar, for me, is the most exciting stash of any of these guys because the minute that he gets put into that lineup, I mean, you're looking at a guy that could potentially replicate Deshaun Watson or Michael Vick production. See, I, I completely disagree with that assessment, and I'll tell you why. All right. What the difference between Lamar Jackson and what Deshaun Watson was doing, like Deshaun Watson was doing things that nobody had ever seen before. So to say that Lamar Jackson, who doesn't have as good of accuracy as Deshaun Watson, like Deshaun Watson has good accuracy to compare that to Lamar Jackson and be like, oh, that's the guy you're going to get. 
I mean, I I think that we were he- hearing some of the same concerns about Watson's accuracy coming into the draft last year. No, it was more of it. I I don't think it it was. It had to do with his game style that he played with. Needless to say, I think Lamar Jackson has a lot of questions surrounding him, and this is the hardest for me to actually make up my fantasy production opinion on when when I'm ranking, uh, because ultimately he has a lot of talent, and I think that. Harbaugh, you know, with his brother having a guy, oh, by the way, not so far removed from the Super Bowl, he will be able to find some way to fit him into the scheme this year. And so I do think that uh, even if Joe Flacco's healthy, they're going to they're going to get this guy the ball and touch. He'll touch it, you know, eight times, run the Wildcat, whatever. They'll get him some experience. Uh, and I do see that Joe Flacco's days are numbered in, in Baltimore and the fact that they went out and and got RG3 i think is not a coincidence even though RG3 signed with them a few weeks ago we have seen this league by athletic quarterbacks even if they're not accurate with the football uh Jackson is actually someone i would be confident in with him the first few years so i think that long term I don't see him as a reliable fantasy option, similar to Colin Kaepernick. When that guy came into the league, he was a stud. He would, I mean, even till the day he left, he was still kind of getting you points, even though he wasn't super accurate. He would just, he was good with picking up yards on the ground. So I do see his, his near future value actually greater than his, you know, 10 years or seven years from now, I would kind of steer away from him in dynasties simply for the fact, uh, unless you like, you get a really great value on him. Um, just for the fact that these guys don't last that long in the NFL these days. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to look far right ahead of him at RG three who came in scorched earth. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's fighting to get a job again. Exactly. Exactly. All right. With that, with that being said, those were our top quarterback rookie prospects coming into the league. All right, Travis, I want you to break yours down when you're ranking them for this year. Uh, And then if you want to, you can expand on that just for, you know, long term. What do you think and how this will ultimately shake up? Okay, I'm going to start at five. I'm going to go with Josh Allen of all five quarterbacks here. Um the argument could be made that Josh Allen is more of raw talent than Lamar Jackson. He has unbelievable arm strength and great height in the pocket. But once again, then what, Johnny? He may be the biggest project of the first round. And for that reason, I'm out. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Nine number five was also Josh Allen. I really like the upside that this kid has. If I'm looking for a stash with a potential gunslinger, solid defense to lean on, and he has some younger uh, promising talent around him. And if this guy can literally throw the bomb on every play, dude, I I think it's worth the risk in Dynasty, you know, if this guy can fall to the later rounds. All right, I can see that. At my number four, I have Sam Darnold. And honestly, this is more about my lack of confidence in the Jets roster, especially on offense, than it is about me not trusting Sam Darnold. I mean, who are his weapons if he goes there? Robbie Anderson? Okay, I need to see that again, though. You know? Yeah, was that was that just like a one-year fling or? I don't know. Um, if I were the Jets, I would allow Darnold to work on his reps and practice and under the mentoring of Josh McCown, who's already noted for his willingness to tutor young QBs. And kind of like I said at the top, I just think that he's undraftable this year and I wouldn't be 
I wouldn't be touching him for a year or two. Dude, what are you what are you talking? They also have Mr. TP over there. You're not excited <laughs> about that hookup. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> all right, yeah. At number four, I also have Sam Darnold. I just don't think the upside is there when it comes to Sam Darnold. I think he will have some good quarterback games, but I view him, like I said, more as an Alex Smith type of guy. Uh, before last season, obviously, Alex Smith was a beast last season. But I just think he's going to be too inconsistent where you can, you know, plug in and play him. Yeah. All right, give me your number three. All right, I got your boy Josh Rosen. Um, Arizona has no excuse to have a stagnant offense in 2018. DJ and Larry are back. They've also added Mike McCoy. And did they sign Sam Bradford to be their starter? Yes. Did they just say that this position was up for competition? Yes. Are we confident that Sam Bradford will start all of the games this year? No. no. Hell no. <laughs> Can I see you drafting Rosen as a QB2 with top 15 F um, QB upside? You bet. Okay, well, this is where we're going to disagree a little bit. At my number three, I have Lamar Jackson. Uh, I just think that speed will find its way to the field no matter if Flacco is healthy or not. Uh, not sure how much success he will have long term, and that's more so my concern. Uh, but the near future is a nice to be, you know, capitalize on. So if you want to, you know, take that and then flip them in a couple years, if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league, then I think that's fine. But in a redraft league, uh, I don't think he's going to get selected. Maybe, maybe someone will take a late round flyer, but. I just so that's why I have a number three. Yeah, I mean, maybe call me recency bias, but I could see you not drafting him, but then picking him up on the waivers like Deshaun kind of Deshaun Watson was, oh. and then oh yeah, tell us yeah it, that happened to you or something. <laughs> yeah, and then you know he tore his ACL, and then he and then he and then he died unfortunately. Yeah, sad. All right, give me give me your number two because now we're gonna get a little discrepancy here. So I'm gonna this this one was a little tough for me. I really wanted to put uh, Baker at number one, but I got Baker at number two here. His college production was too superior to ignore. His competitiveness, his attitude should only make him push Tyrod for the starting role uh, sooner rather than later. And that offense looks to be poised to take a huge step in 2018. And you know. Hugh Jackson gets a lot of flack, but I think you and I may agree that he's got a good offensive mind, and it's always been the lack of talent in Cleveland for him than it has been the actual coaching and coordinating that he does. So for me, Baker Mayfield, insert him here, and a quarterback who's smart, accurate, got a great arm, and I think he's a QB too. You draft him as your backup, and once again, I think he's got top 10 QB1 upside. All right, yeah. At number two, I have my boy, Josh Rosen. I have this feeling, you, you heard it here first, on episode number two of the Fantasy Whispers podcast, Larry Fitzgerald is going to play two more years. Think about it. He just got his quarterback. Did he just text you? You, you know what? I should check my insiders because it's about it's buzzing right now. I'm, I'm calling it here. Larry Fitzgerald is going to play two, at least two more years. He wants those records. And, you know, with him, with DJ... And he's just super young and a shiny new wide receiver on the outside. Rosen has a solid future in the desert. Plays in a dome, makes him very intriguing and in keeper in dynasty leagues. So I think he'll make his way onto the field. Like we talked many times about uh, Mr. Uh, Glass Knees over there. Um, you know, I, call me crazy, but you know, if, if 
Bradford doesn't get injured, then I know we're having a, a really good season. Um, but I just don't see him playing a full season. So I got Josh Rosen as my number two just because I think that he'll have fantasy relevance this year as far as the future. I think he's pretty safe. Uh, all right. I, I, I can see that. Give me your safest pick because that's essentially what I'm you're just saying. I'm just saying right my power rankings, my rankings for these guys. I, I'm not a guy that plays safe, and you know that. But uh, with my number one pick in the fantasy rookie QB draft, I select Lamar Jackson. I think the upside is too great to ignore here. I think uh, people people are booing right now. <laughs> I hope you know that. They just think Goodell's coming up, but that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, cold blooded. I think that a, you know, there's a guy ahead of him, two guys technically, with lar- that are largely unstable and recently injury prone in Joe Flacco and RG3. And I think the minute that he's inserted in this starting lineup with Baltimore, he should be blindly then inserted into your fantasy team lineup. And if you want to doubt me, you don't have to look far to look back at Deshaun Watson, who just got inserted in Houston's lineup. And had he not gone down with an injury, you'd be looking at a three-time champ right now. So you're you're saying you would go full Stevie Wonder with this guy? <laughs> Blind, baby. Oh my gosh. Signed, are... sealed, and delivered. You are nuts, okay? I'm gonna tell you the number one guy you should be taking in all fantasy drafts, just like in, you know, real NFL, if this is a dynasty, is Baker Mayfield, okay? He has the best chance and situation to have both short-term and long-term fantasy value. I also think that he has the tangibles to be a good quarterback in the NFL. You know, like we talked, I don't think height is nothing. It's nothing. He he takes a lot of his throws from outside the pocket where, guess what? He throws that percent, okay? It's been a while. Johnny. Hey, it's it's been a while, but Cleveland, you have found your quarterback. <laughs> All right. That's all we got for today, folks. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Please subscribe on iTunes, Twitter, Stitcher, all those places. We are now up and ready to go anywhere you guys want to hear us. Go and get it. All right. You can get me at John Hicks 33 And Travis, what's your Twitter? That's at Big Travis SoCal. I would also love emails from you guys. That is Travis.Caples at TheFantasyWhispers.com. And if you have any questions or comments to me, you can email me at JohnHicks at TheFantasyWhispers.com. Until next time, take it easy, everybody. We're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.